0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. We'll be talking with Samson Nakoa in just a few moments. PK, you were there. You saw the blue wave come crashing down in Las Vegas. Cougar fans everywhere. And then BYU won the opener, as they were supposed to do, 24-16, what would you see that we couldn't see on TV? What do you know that we don't know? You were tweeting out some stuff. I'm like, PK's on the road talking to people. That's where you get them relaxed and they start yakking.
1: Well, I think I think at BYU felt that the Arizona defense was much better than they originally anticipated. And I was told transfer portal can really make a difference. You, you can influ- infuse a whole set of new talent. That, you know, you look at it from what they were to what they are, and I think the BYU coaches felt like there's a significant difference from their – where it was to where it is. And so they wanted to – to law – well, I guess basically give credit to Arizona from the defensive perspective. You know, they didn't do a – well it, – it, I want to say they didn't do a whole lot offensively. I mean, they threw for 300 and some yards, right? What was the final total?
0: Gunnar Cruz threw for uh, 34 of 45, which is a good good completion percentage, for 336
1: yards. Right. So that's a decent amount of yardage, but there was only one touchdown.
0: They moved the ball up and down the field, but they missed two field goals and threw a pick in the end zone. Arizona, they left points on the field in a big, big way.
1: Oh, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those two field goals. I mean, you just who knows how that would have changed the complexion of the game. You can't just say, "Well, add six points," and obviously it doesn't change the outcome. Right. Uh, but they, I, I got to give Jed Fish credit, and that uh, the opportunity there to show some stuff was there, and they needed to have themselves a much better performance from when they last took the field, and which was probably without. <laughs> well going over the top, saying is literally the worst effort by an Arizona football team ever.
0: That's not an outrageous thing to say because it was horrific, and yeah. they competed in this game. It was 21-3 and they could have rolled over. I think we were all watching, anticipating, are they about to roll over? Is this about to get ugly? Because obviously... With the three injuries, and one of them clearly was much scarier than the other two, but it took the air out of the building. They were talking about it on TV. You could see it in the crowd shots. You know, people just couldn't be up and going crazy, and it's the opener, and people were sitting on their hands. So there's just no momentum, and and BYU starts playing their way back into the game. And when they score early in the third there, and it's 21-3, you're thinking, is Arizona going to have anything? Or is BYU just going to blow them off the field? And credit for the wild credit the Wildcats for competing because it could have gone it probably wouldn't have gone to seventy points because it was late enough in the game, but it could have ended up looking a lot like that Arizona State game. It could have been really embarrassing, and they uh, fought back. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah but twenty-one to three when they got there it was well in the second half, though.
0: Right, but if it ends so, up thirty-five to three or forty-two to three, that's embarrassing. It's not seventy to seven, I'll give you, but you got to do something here, and they did.
1: Yeah, so in talking with BYU folks, it was about uh, Arizona's defense being better than anticipated with the transfers that had come into the program. So we'll see what Arizona does to go forward, you know, how they have this opportunity to win some games. They've got one San Diego State and then NEU, so who's to say they're not 2-1? and one? Maybe they're a lot better than we anticipated. Yep.
0: All right, it's time to welcome in Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in a drought. Smart Rain will help you and your commercial property save money, save water. Give the folks a call at Smart Rain. Samson, good morning.
2: Good morning. What's up? Happy <laughs> Monday.
0: It sounds like you are just barely. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just a little bit, just a little bit. A long weekend after a win like that, celebrating hard.
0: There you go. So I'm, I'm curious. Before we get into some of the, uh, some of the details of the game, and we got, we got plenty to get to you. Uh, it's a different team. It's a different coach. It's different guys. Maybe a different way of doing things. How different was the game day experience?
2: Um, I, I try to make it as similar as possible to my normal day routine of life. Uh, but I try not to do anything too crazy. Um, um and i think they ran it uh pretty smoothly and pretty similar to coach Whittingham handing up at the u of everyone just uh you know just trying to focus in and lock into the game and uh set aside any distractions um tell your family you love them early and throughout the day and you know just um try to relax and you know keep calm the nerves and uh just be prepared mentally and uh and uh, just uh, you know, just stay ready for the whole game day. And uh, I think they did a really good job on uh, preparing us for uh, game day.
1: So, Kalani Sataki said afterward that the Nakua brothers should be ready to go this week. You didn't play. Well, you got in and, and recovered the onside kick. So, I mean, it's clear. It's clear, Sampson. Without your ability to cover that onside kick, it could have made all the difference in the world. But you, so, I'm I'm basically saying you won the game for BYU by covering that error, that onside kick. But your coach said you thought that he thought the two of you guys would be back this week against Utah. Is that your line of thinking?
2: Um, yes, um, for sure. Me and Puka are feeling good. Um, we're, we're just here to help the team in any way possible. And uh, um, we were sad that we weren't able to be, make it out on the field this past weekend. But you know, we're working hard. We've been doing a lot of rehab and streaming, and uh, we're feeling good this weekend. And uh, today's our first day of practice, and uh, so you know, we're going to get rolling today and see how we're feeling and uh, what's the moving game plan for this week.
0: So I'm curious the impact the injury had on the game uh, early on, and we know how the fans felt about it, and it, it seems like there is some good news, but it seemed like that changed everything you would think about a season opener, watching a teammate on the field for 17 minutes.
2: Sorry, I'm going to need you to repeat that. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: just watching that game, the, uh, you know, the normal pomp and circumstance and energy of a season opener, and then you have a teammate go down with what well, looks like a really serious injury? Apparently, it's not nearly that bad, but a 17-minute stop in the game—that was—that uh, was hard to watch. They actually on TV cut away to the studio show. I'm just wondering about your interaction with your teammates during that.
2: Um, it was scary, honestly, um, to see a uh, to see Keenan go down like that. Um, I was right there on the sideline, uh, honestly, right there watching him play right next to Keenan. Um, and um, to see him uh, go down, it was honestly one of the scariest moments um, for everybody on the team. Um, Carney was able to pull it together and uh, had one of our teammates say a prayer. Um, and um, I think it just made everyone realize, like, this game, uh, you can't take for granted. Um, this game is uh, unforgiving, and um, it could uh, – it could uh, end at any time and we just don't know and uh, we just gotta we gotta play like it's the last time we could ever play and um, we're just thankful to see that Keenan's doing a lot better and uh, um, we were able to rally together and uh, get our minds right you know and and uh, pull out the wing for Keenan and it it, it was scary but Kalani kept us updated and uh, we're just happy to have him and um, him have no, no serious injuries
1: how much improvement do you expect from the offense from game one to game two? Um,
2: I expect it to just be more uh, more clean, more more flowing, um, more uh, better execution this next week. Um last week we did we did uh, pretty good, but um, I know we can do better and um I know we um, we have a lot to fix up but we'll be good. Uh today's the first day of, you know, just getting things right and getting things flowing and uh we're ready.
0: What what's the number one thing you'd like to see uh fixed and changed and improved?
2: Um, I think there's just little assignments cleaning up in uh, the details and um the little details um it, our coaches always talk about it, the little details that will win us a game that that separates us from being good and great and um it's just a little a little picking up assignment uh little picking up block assignments um, Details in our route running, details in um, our alignment of running, uh, where we are aligned in the play. Um, I think it's just a little thing, honestly. We did get in the big plays, uh, players uh, that we needed to make plays, make plays, and it's going to be fun this week, honestly. It's just a little detail that's going to separate who's going to win this thing.
1: So you were with the Utes, obviously, for a number of years, and this is a rivalry game. Some people with Utah, not, I don't know about the players or the coaches, but fans, they want to downplay the rivalry. From your perspective when you're with the Utes, how big was the BYU game? Oh, my goodness. It, was, it wasn't It was
2: the main focus of Utah, but when the game came around, um, we were locked into them. Definitely no distractions. We had the whole football facility over there lit up. Uh, every sh- every TV screen over there is uh, playing old old football games of Utah beating the crap out of BYU and stuff. So it's pretty intense over there, honestly. Uh, we don't mention the name over there. It's a team down south. Um, it-, it gets intense over there, honestly.
0: So Kyle will play it off and try to talk about BYU with never, ever using the letters BYU or the word Cougars. When he speaks to the team the week of that game, how fired up is he and what kind of stuff does he say?
2: Um, he's pretty fired up. Um, there's not much to say. I think he takes almost every game pretty seriously. Um, but this one, he, he takes a little bit more to heart because it's the rivalry. Um, he just... He left to talk talking. Uh, let um, Utah know that they're the bigger brother. Um, that they're the bigger brother of the state, and uh, they, they're going to keep it that way. And um, he just loves to be the top dog in the state. And he just reminds everyone over there that, that they are, and uh, just keeps it in their head and uh, just engraves it in, into everybody's heart that they're the best in state. <laughs>
1: You're going to tell your guys about this to make sure they're fired up to meet the challenge, because obviously you've changed colors now, so to speak. Uh, hopefully, I don't have to get anyone fired up. Hopefully, they know
2: that this game is, is like any other game; it's, just, it's as important as any other game. Um, we come here to, for an undefeated season, and uh, we, we can't do that without winning this game and taking this game seriously. So, I know these guys are pumped up just as much as me, maybe not as much as me, maybe, but I need them to be because you know this game means a lot to everybody around this uh, state, honestly, so it's time to make things happen.
0: So it's unusual to change sides in the rivalry, but you also have an unusual personal you know, reason that was part of why you did it, and guys understand that. So are your former teammates leaving your phone alone, or are they blowing it up and uh, coming after you?
2: Um, it's been a little bit of both. Uh, me... We talk a little smack uh, back and forth, um, but most of the time we're always just checking up on each other. Me and my old teammates; um, those guys are my brothers for four to five years, and uh, I wouldn't change a thing of being over there. And um, so, yeah, we talk a little bit, chatting back and forth, but you know, we're always just checking up, making sure everyone's good, making sure everyone's living life and uh, is happy, and uh, it's been good. It, it, it's been fun, honestly. We talk a little smack, but nothing too crazy.
1: I think that you being an in-state guy, you grew up, obviously, with the BYU-Utah game being forefront on the mind of uh, what people want to do in terms of having fun and the trash talk and all that stuff. How long does it take an out-of-state guy to understand the level of the importance of the game?
2: I don't think they... I think as soon as they step into the state of Utah, they they feel the rivalry. They hear about the rivalry, like the Holy War is actually the Holy War is one of the biggest rivalries in the in the country in the in the states right now. So I'm pretty sure even them not even being part of the church or not even being from Utah, they've heard about it. And um, especially when they get here, they know they can feel it. They can everyone's in the air about it, and they just have to join in. It's either you. you join in, or you're, part of, you're in the way, and uh, it's been fun.
0: <laughs> when they come out for warm-ups, is it different then? Can you look at guys when you're warming up well before the game and say, it already feels different, doesn't it? You you better be ready. You know what you're in for here.
2: Yeah. The warm-ups, warm-ups you can definitely feel, especially this past weekend, you could feel who was ready and who wasn't. Um, and it was, it was a good thing. Kalani gave a great talk before the game, and I think it calmed everyone's nerve down, and, uh, the guy went a little more focused in, and, um, I think this week, I don't, I don't know if anyone has to say anything. If they do, I don't want them on the field with us. Um, I, I need them to have their own self-motivation, and, um, I need them to be ready mentally, and, and to come out and ball. Like, this, this game is, you guys already know, this game is one of the biggest games of the year, and, um, I just need that one be on there game.
1: <laughs> From the player perspective, going back to last year, how much more fun was it this year to have fans in the stadium because you didn't have any last year?
2: Oh my goodness. To be able to walk out into Legion Stadium and have a wave of blue and barely any red was just unbelievable. It felt like a home game hour in uh the- over here down in Provo. And uh, it was crazy, honestly, Um, to remember last year with no fans, nothing. It was completely dead in the stadiums. And uh, just to come out there and feel that energy was just – it reminds me why we love to play the game, why why we're entertainers, why we do this. And um, it, it was just so fun to be out there, and I can't wait to be out there Saturday.
0: So as a player, you get to be behind the scenes. Is that new stadium in Las Vegas, is that thing just a palace?
2: sorry what'd you say
0: you've been behind the scenes at that new stadium now is it as nice as everyone says is it a palace oh my
2: goodness it is unbelievable over there I'm trying to make my house something like that Allegiant Stadium they did an amazing job honestly do
1: you think Arizona was maybe a little bit better than advertised
2: for sure they were they were a lot better than uh, advertised I think honestly um they came out and played really hard. Their defense was a lot better than we were, uh, we were expecting, honestly. Um, um, but the coaches were able to stick with the game plan it was just a little bit that half, and we came out with the W just exactly as we planned.
0: So do you think with the transfer portal, teams that are down, have long losing streaks like Arizona, don't compete at the end of the previous season like Arizona, can really turn things around quickly now?
2: Um I think they do i think they can definitely turn things around um you know we we'll always have bumps in our roads, and it's just a matter how you can face adversity if you're willing to come back through it or, really, or you're really just gonna either take over and you're gonna fall behind um Arizona is a great team um I don't think they should let this little loss um set them back too much, but we never know.
0: Well, Samson, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us this morning, and we're all looking forward to Saturday night. Good luck.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you. Go Cougs, baby.
0: Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver, joins us every Monday morning right here on the Zone Sports Network. And Saturday night, Utah BYU, the rivalry game. Sounds like the in-state guys and the transfers who don't know anything about it will be up to speed quickly, PK. Kyle's behind the scenes, as we all suspect he is, letting people know we're big brother and it needs to stay that way.
1: Oh, the in-state game? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. You know darn well what I'm talking about. (laughs) Nice.
0: (laughs) Don't say the letters, BYU. Don't say the word, Cougar. But behind the scenes, let all the players know, you have to win this.
1: Uh, yeah, have to. Might, that might be a little bit too strong. It's it, BYU uh, for them. You know, they don't have the conference not till later on this week. By the way, there maybe ne- in the next week. I told you it would be soon. I mean, all these sources we can have on all the experts from the country wherever you want to go. You can get it right here in the morning show. I told you last week that it would be much much sooner rather than later. And I think that's where we're headed uh, in conversations over the weekend. It reinforced what I already believed. But nevertheless, for now, they're not in the league. Utah is to still accomplish great things by losing the game. But the great thing about it is at least with the Whittingham situation there, having played there and his family just so intense about it, that it does mean a great, great deal. You know, maybe down the line it won't be when they go forward, although I think Morgan Scali will be the next coach. And so he'll still have it in his blood Uh, going forward too, Uh, but yeah, this is a gigantic opportunity for both teams to make an early season statement. They can still accomplish great things if uh, whoever loses the game, and obviously there'll be a winner and loser, So it's not like your season is over by any stretch. I mean, for the Utes, theoretically, they could still go to the college football playoff, although the performance by the North uh, Division yesterday, Saturday, sort of uh, makes it more difficult because right now the Pac-12 North is an absolute joke and an embarrassment. Whereas BYU, the playoff probably isn't in consideration right now. We'll see what happens with the newly reconfigured Big 12 and what they do with the playoff in the years to come, but they can still accomplish a great deal. Nevertheless, both teams want to win for different reasons. The streak is something you want to keep going, and the streak is something you want to end. It's obvious.
0: So I'm curious uh, how much more you heard. You heard because you did say stuff before uh, 2022, 2023. It doesn't sound like it would be anything later than that.
1: Uh, you're just talking about when they join get into the, the Big conference. 12?
0: Yeah. yeah. And will it be just one, or will they announce something with all the teams? Although the other teams are in leagues, and so the timeline may be a little different.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. The AAC, what is their, is it like a year and a half or something that they have to give? 27 notice? months. Everything's negotiable, guys. It yeah, is. And <laughs> it is. It is. Because yeah, you, you
0: UConn, UConn paid $17 million
1: to make it 12 months. Okay, that's that's what it was. Uh, That's where I was getting that uh, because there's so much information out there, and I haven't been focusing. I don't I don't have any Big Twelve sources. All my stuff is coming from local, Uh, so I'm not uh, getting stuff from out of the Big Twelve. Where I think that all these people outside of our area, that's where they're getting stuff from the Big Twelve people. Uh, indirectly or directly, whatever way, one way or another, that's where they're getting it. I'm not. I'm getting it emanating at a provo, uh, so I haven't been focused on what the other teams are doing. I mean, we know the the names of the other teams out there. That's been widely reported. I don't know who's who's doing what. I got to be careful because yesterday I got inclu- I got accused of plagiarism because I copied and pasted Brett Pines' uh, text to all the media that was at the game Saturday and some ding dong went on Twitter. And, and I was made of aware that I was being accused of being accused of plagiarism, which, you know, I don't respond on Twitter, but if you're going to take a shot of plagiarism at my journalistic uh, integrity, that's probably going to get me upset. You can call me a bum and this and that. And I get that stuff all the time. No problem. I'll just roll with that. I understand that uh, after all these years, if it hasn't bothered me by now, it's probably not. But, you take shot at it, integrity, that that caused me to respond. But uh, so we know we know what we hear, and I believe all those things to be true. As far as BYU, yeah, last week I said there's a possibility of them getting into 2022. I don't know that that's going to happen. I'm not here to report that that's going to happen. That they could begin play next season because there's a lot of factors that go into it because BYU obviously has contractual obligations that they've got to work through and so it's like a labyrinth of stuff that needs to get straightened out. The important thing is I believe that if they want, I don't think they've accepted it 100%, but uh, I asked somebody, I said, is it a done deal? And the response was, came back to me, you know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Although, I will say, though, having gone through this before, and I've used this example plenty of times, that when I was told that they were going to go into the whack, and then less than 90 minutes later, I go to the gym, and across the screen on the bottom there on the television – I see the teams that were leaving the WAC to join the Mountain West when I had just been told that everything was set up. So at this point, you know, I'm in the category of the never say never until it literally is officially done. So maybe it could break down, but I'm, I'm going in that direction right now. Uh, and maybe there's a yeah, – until it's literally done, you're never going to hear me say it's 100%. Because
0: that was one weird story. Yeah. Shocking to me. It really was. We got to take a break. When we come back, Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman, joins us next. Stay with us.